Welcome to the Daily Business Hustle Podcast. My name is Alexander Vitkin. I'm the creator and founder of the Daily Business Hustle. On this podcast, I share with you my top unbiased business advice, sales advice, and I talk to the world's top experts in their fields related to business. I'm going to teach you guys how to go to business networking events and how to be effective there so you get leads and new clients from events. So this is not like for your entertainment per se. It's more for, you know, for actual results, uh, networking results. Now, what is a business networking event? It doesn't mean that you need to go to an event called the business networking event. It means any event where there's business people. So you know how to handle yourself, who to talk to, how to talk to them, and also how to get actual results from doing so, not just doing it for you know, just practice or anything like that. So I'm not doing this for, for people who just want to be students. I'm doing this for you if you want to really implement this and really get results and really actually build a business, okay? So this is not like some theoretical class like in college. This is uh, something you watch and then the next day or the next seven days you go and implement and you keep implementing it until you master this new skill that I'm teaching you, okay? So does that sound reasonable to you guys? So let's get started. So here's some topics that I'll discuss. Um, the basic mindset, which you know you need to have for, for this sort of uh, skill. <laughs> uh, kind of limiting beliefs that people have uh, when networking, which is quite a lot. It's, it's similar to other skills like sales and et cetera. I'm also going to discuss what relationship currency is and how you can leverage the relationship currency to improve your networking skills. And further, I'm going to discuss communication skills and how to use technology to leverage technology in your networking endeavors. And then we're going to talk about existing relationships because it's one thing to establish new relationships but it's another thing if you can maintain those relationships and improve those relationships because the best source of leads and clients in a business that's over a year and a half old is usually existing clients existing leads so um, then i'm going to discuss how to get ready how to do the research and how to actually behave at an event like what to say when you meet someone and what to reply to some common questions. And then we're going to discuss how to follow up and uh, also how to probe, like what kind of questions to ask people at it, uh, when talking to them. So also we're gonna discuss how to like uh, end the conversation politely, which is a big sticking point for a lot of people, I would say, uh, unless you're a girl, then you're very used to that. <laughs> and uh, that's, that's gonna be the event, uh, today's event. That's what I'm gonna cover, okay? So, yeah, just uh, confirm in chat that you understand everything. And at the end, <clears throat> there's going to be a Q&A session. So we can uh, do a Q&A session at the end. Do not, uh, I mean, don't ask questions while I'm talking. I'll, I'll answer, I mean, you can, but I'll answer them only at the end, okay? So how long, someone's, I will answer this question, though. Someone's asking how long will it be? It will be about an hour and then half an hour for Q&A, okay? So, I mean, first I'd like to say that every aspect of your life really involves around reaching and engaging other people in order to reach your goals and needs to some degree. Like, from the moment you're born, you're not, like, alone and just figuring stuff out by yourself. You're always in a group of people. So this is, like, the most natural setting for human beings. Even if you think you're maybe, like, some people think they're not social, they don't have social skills, et cetera, et cetera, it's... it's it's not really relevant. Like everyone's social, okay? We're born to be social. We're born to be around other people and to network and form these tightened communities. That's what people are born to do basically, okay? So networking, what does it actually mean? It means engaging people and getting them compelled to support you what need what you need and want, okay? Now, I'm not doing this in like a, we don't do this in like a clandestine way. We don't trick them or fool them or try to get more out of them than we contribute or anything like that. It isn't something evil or shady. Uh, we're not like islands. We are social animals that thrive on reciprocity 
and cooperation. Now, those two words are very, very important. So, um, reciprocity, in case you don't know what it is, reciprocity, uh, let me just get the definition here on Google, define reciprocity, because some people don't know what it means. It's the practice of exchanging things with others for mutual benefit, especially privileges granted by one country or organization to another. You can just replace that with one person to another, pretty much. So it's it's really an adult way of looking at the world, you know, because a, a child will look at the world as like bad and evil, and like uh, if 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 you're bad, like uh, you're bad, and etc. It's it's just like very black and white. But reciprocity, it's more, you know, it's more gray area. You know, you ne you need to really look deep inside it and understand what's actually going on in human interactions. It's a lot more interesting than, for example, what you see in the news, which is, uh, you know, just like bad people do bad things and good people do good things. When you're talking to with, when you're talking to real human beings, it's a lot more nuanced. There's a lot more going on there. So what are some basic mindsets that you need to have to get good at networking, at business networking? So most of the time, networking isn't stand alone. You don't just go and I am a networker. I just do networking. Uh, there are people who actually form a whole business uh, just with networking. They're extremely good at networking and they just their whole business is to introduce people to each other and just be a networker. You can't do that. Uh, there's not a lot of people doing that though in my experience, but there is some people out there who do that. Uh, so for, for our purposes, you know, this is not for people who do it standalone. I'm going to discuss it for a business purpose, okay, for for to contribute to your existing or future business, okay. So it's an enabler for your personal and business goals, basically. So while we mostly network uh, with a goal in mind, you need to have a goal. Uh, you're not just going there just to network. You're going there with a goal. Uh, you also need to be flexible and get to know people from uh, who you may you know want to get something in return. So they may help you in unexpected ways. Like if you network with enough people, like really unexpected and awesome stuff happens. Uh, you can get introduced to really successful entrepreneurs, like really interesting things just start happening in your life. And a lot of people you meet, they already know each other. It, it's really quite interesting what can happen. And uh, really opportunities open up that you never had access to before. It's like really, really um, interesting. I met billionaires, I met millionaires like that. It's really interesting. So while we most, so, sorry. Um, so it has, it, it has to come naturally and it doesn't have, it, it can be like super effortful. Like if you're, if you're at a networking event and you're putting all this effort into it and you're trying like really, really hard, people can really tell that you're trying really, really hard, that you're kind of, you know, it's, it's just clunky, you know, because they, most people at networking events or any events in general, they're, they're, you know, they're, they're used to it. They've been to a few. So if you're like robotic and uh, you, you're like very conscious of what's going on in, in, in a bad sense, in the sense that you're trying to like manipulate people and stuff like that it it just comes off very incongruent and uh, what you really want to be doing is you want to work on your unconscious competence okay in the mastery curve learning a new skill you want to get to unconscious competence especially in this skill which is a very social skill people can instantly see like almost anyone can instantly see if you're unconsciously competent or if you're just faking it so um Everyone you meet, here's another mindset, everyone you meet is really a portal to what you want, okay? They can be new friends, they can be new customers, associates, people um, in the line. So it, it, re it, really, it really can be almost, they can really become almost anyone in your life. Like, and another thing that I learned is you never really know who someone is you know, initially. So you, you can't just be like super rude. You don't really know who they're going to be in a few years. I mean, I met some people and they were just like a broke student. And, uh, you know, back in the day, I wasn't, you know, uh, as advanced, let's say, and I used to not be very polite to them. I was used to like just treat them not very nicely. And what happened was, you know, a few years later, 
they became millionaires and I'm like, oops, that's awkward. And now I don't have that relationship anymore because I was a little bit too rude. And that's very unfortunate. You know, you don't want that to happen to you. So you really never know what someone can become in your life, like who can, they can become. So especially at these events, business events, they're full of people who are striving to become better. Uh, you can never, it's really hard in my experience to tell who's going to become something, who's going to become very successful, who can connect you to other people. You need to really, um, you know, look at everyone as, okay, everyone has potential. But on the other hand, I'm not saying that you need to network with absolutely everyone and like be their best friend. Just at the very least, show a level of politeness and professionalism. So, um, so, um, so another mindset is don't be a value taker. You know, what is a value taker? It's someone who comes into uh, an environment like a conversation, and their goal is to extract value out of you. You know, for example, it's someone who you meet. And the first thing they tell you is, uh, I'm looking, I am looking for a job and I'm here to help me find a job, you know, and I'm, I'm not here to talk to you. I don't care who you are and anything you tell them, like you tell them, yeah, yeah, we're doing something interesting in our business right now. We're going traveling around the world. They're like, yeah, yeah. So about my job, I'm really looking for a job. See, see like that kind of conversation that kind of like, it's, it's just value take. It's very low-level stuff. You don't want to participate in that. You want to be a person of high value, even if you may not think that you have high value yet, even if you may not think that you have what it takes yet. You need to, from the beginning, like start offering value. Like I'll explain later uh, what the different types of value are at, at uh, events when you're networking with people. Uh, I'll explain in detail. But from the beginning, you need to understand this, okay? When you go to your first event, just understand that and start offering value, no matter how small it is. The first events I went to were really like, I didn't really have any skills. I was just talking to people about their business and giving them feedback that I was able to uh, based on my limited experience. And that's already value. Now I'll discuss the other types of value later on. Um, so what are some limiting beliefs in terms of networking? Uh, so limiting beliefs are like in so many things in life, Fear of rejection, fear of the unknown, you know, like, oh, no, this person, maybe he, he or she won't like me, and, like, I, I don't know what will happen. It's so scary. Uh, well, for one, in terms of networking, in terms of going to events, uh, people are a lot more polite because it's more like a social setting. I mean, a social circle setting, you could call it. It's, it's, it's not like you're cold calling. You know, when you're interrupting someone while they're doing stuff in their office, uh, it's very, you know, it's very easy for them to get angry at you, to be impolite, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But if you're actually uh, at an event, it's like a social circle, people pay to get in. They don't know who you are, you know. They, you could be like the the organizer, the brother of the organizer, or you know, it, it, they really like people are very, very polite. So these fears are very much unfounded. And if you get rejected, there's like a thousand other people there to meet. So it, it really makes absolutely no difference. And they're extremely easy to meet. There is nothing really bad that can happen at all. So um, so what people actually do at events, they are very likely to stick to the people they know. They like form these like very tight groups. And you as a professional, you don't want to do that. Like you don't want to stick to these tight knit groups. So what you want to be doing is you want to, well, you want to be a professional. You want to be really talking to as many people as possible, treating it as one big group where you're introducing everyone. You're, you're kind of the uh, facilitator in, in uh, people meeting each other and facilitator in, uh, in conversations and facilitator in uh, introducing, you know, like starting the conversation as well. And these are all like high value um, activities that you can participate in at events, at any events really. And this also, you can even apply to school, you can apply it to you know whatever clubs you're in, everywhere you can apply this, okay? This is not just at events for business, actually it's for everywhere. Um, so another one, like a very kind of dirty little uh, limiting belief is prejudice about other people. So um, in order to network, you'll need, you'll have to open up to people 
with very different ideas, worldviews, and backgrounds. Okay, like just that's just the way it is. If you do not do that, you will never be successful networking. Like it's just no chance at all. Um, it, it like even like I mean I don't want to give too many examples here. <laughs> it's too risky, let's say. But uh, even even people from uh, backgrounds with um, you know certain beliefs, you know you 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 don't even they when they go to networking events, even they're you know, they need to be open-minded. They're forced to be open-minded. Otherwise, they will never succeed, basically. So, um, so another one is the, I don't, I'm too busy. Like some business owners, they tell me, I'm too busy to go to networking events. I'm, I'm too busy to network with people. Well, do you do sales in your business? Do you want sales? Do you want new clients? Like, what does that actually mean? <laughs> do you want to meet all the industry experts in your industry and... Do, do you need to, like, someone's saying I'm I'm uh, Nucky Thompson from Boardwalk Empire. Thank you. Thank you. It's very interesting. Um, so you need to do this. You need to get this handled in your life. Like, seriously, every single business person I know, sometimes they go to an event and they meet people from the industry. They meet people who are their competition. They meet people who are their potential new client. And they, you know, like competition it doesn't really exist so much as, as you would imagine. Like the competition in a lot of industries, they're like almost like friends. Unless you talk about big corporations, maybe not so much because it's you know it's a different system. But in terms of like a small industry, like with small companies and stuff like that, it, it it's like it's like very fraternal. You know, they they know that they're just expanding their industry, they're building an industry together. It's not like they're fighting each other. You know, so it's it's really like a, a little tight knit community that's that's. That's what's going on there. Um, and then the the next one is, you know, this applies to every almost everyone is I don't have I have nothing to offer, you know, like the I don't have anything to offer excuse. Ooh, that that one's really that's like a very hardcore limiting belief. Um and, and, like I'll tell you right now, if you're at this event, you know, in this webinar you're listening to me. Um, you wouldn't be listening to it because I, I know who the people are listening to this. You have something to offer, okay? Like, let's be real here. Uh, there's very few people who actually have nothing to offer, okay? So it's, it's, it just doesn't exist. Don't undervalue yourself. You have unique assets, knowledge, and experience, life story. You know, there's all this stuff you have to offer, uh, even if you may not have business skills. And, you know, even if you think you don't have business skills, probably, you know, you've had a job probably, right? So you probably do have some business skills. So let's talk about a very interesting topic, actually, and that is relationship currency. Um, people also call it social capital. People also call it relationship capital. Uh, you know, I'll just call it relationship currency for this particular uh, webinar. So... What is what is relationship currency? It's the gift of time, the influence or resources provided to someone in order to help them achieve what they want. Okay, so so you need to find out what the people you want to reach, what it is that they value. Like, what is the value to them? What is the actual value? So, what what is what are the stuff? What is the stuff you can offer? So let's discuss the value here, okay? So value at events, value that you can offer, uh, your skills or knowledge. Maybe you're good at sales. Maybe you're good at customer support. Uh, maybe you're just an employee and you have a little process that you're aware of in a company that works really well and you've been monitoring it and you know it works just fantastically well. And uh, you know someone in a different industry in a different company, uh, they have a similar problem. And they just don't know how to solve it. And but you're in a company that solved it like a long time ago, and you're not under non-disclosure agreement, so you're allowed to talk about it. And um, you know that's already value. You can solve a pretty major issue for someone just by paying attention uh, and offering them that solution. Okay, just keep your eyes open, be very aware of that because there's really like even someone working McDonald's. Can, like if you think about it, imagine you work in McDonald's for um, three months, right? So you have and you're just like the lowest level employee. You have access to all these processes in the company, and you know how all these things work in McDonald's, how it's all automated, how every little detail is paid attention to, like how everything is uh, just works great, and everything is just clean and, and just you know perfectly 
uh, easy to replicate and it's easy to replace people in the company, et cetera, et cetera. Like all these little processes, all these little ideas for someone who runs a random restaurant or random quick uh, fast food kind of place, they don't implement this. They don't know any of this stuff. They just like run their little business. They don't know what's going on. So even as a low level McDonald's employee, you'd be able to go to them and say, well, you know, I don't want to tell you how to run your business, but here's some things that really work for us that you can implement. Okay, here's a little process to like spend less time on cleaning dishes. Here's a little process to uh, make you know level like level education level employees that you're hiring much lower, the requirement much lower, and stuff like that. You know, like there's a lot of you, a lot of stuff you can learn from just being an employee. And if you own a business, there's like it's exponentially bigger actually. So um, another thing, another thing of value is your time, period. Like your time is a value. Talking to someone, spending your time with them is a value, period, okay? It doesn't matter who they are. It doesn't matter who you are. Offering your time is already valuable um, unless you spend it, of course, leaching value. That's a totally different thing. But in general, your time as a general rule is of value, okay? So another thing of value is influential relationships. What does this mean? It means that if you know someone with influence, okay, someone with power or influence, and you can introduce someone else to them, they both get value out of that, okay? So especially the person who's being introduced to someone with influence, um, it's, it's very much valuable to be introduced to someone with influence. There is, you know, like people with influence, that's a small group of people. And people without influence, that's a large group of people that automatically creates the values put on the influence from that alone, okay? So just introducing people to each other in general even is very high level. It's a very high level thing you can do at events. Um, and you're giving value to both of them at the same time. You kind of kill two birds with one stone, you could say. So in terms of building relationships and building this social capital, this relationship currency, you need to deposit, like give very early and very often, okay? And before you need it. And constantly, you just need to give value constantly and fill up that relationship currency. It'll always, people always like think about you and think of ways to reciprocate. Uh, just don't worry about that. Just worry about giving. Don't worry about receiving yet, okay? So your worry should be about giving. How do I give? How do I give? How do I give? If you're focused both on giving and taking all the time, it's just you're not going to have any focus. You know, it's just going to be very obvious to them that you're trying to take um, or, you know, increasingly obvious, let's say like that. So you want to really build that habit, basically. And if, if you're not going to events yet or, you know, like in between events, what you can do to practice this is you can just go to like one person in your social network, social circle, you know, business network and give them value, like invest in their relationship at least once per week and just keep doing that. Just once per week, invest in a relationship and just build that habit. Like, um, there's a book called Never Eat Alone. Well, literally, every time you go for lunch, and a lot of people go for lunch, they go out for lunch, right? So if you go for lunch, uh, get the habit of going to lunch with someone else and just making it a valuable experience for them. And just keep doing that over and over. It's, it really builds up that muscle and that skill of giving value and building relationships because you're going to need it. Like really successful people that have massive networks, a large amount of people they network with and um, give value to on a regular basis and maintain relationships. And it's a very powerful, very high level skill. Like, you know, if you're like some, if you're literally a taxi driver, you build a big network, you can pretty much start your own business just from your network. It's pretty crazy what, what you can do if you really put your mind to it and really focus on it and developing a skill. And you really need to understand that this is a skill. You're not going to instantly get it. It's a skill that you develop over time, just like sales, just like marketing, copywriting, etc. So um, does all this make sense to you guys so far? Uh, is this valuable? So just answer in the chat. Um, let's see, what else am I going to talk about? Uh, sweet. So, you know, there's three things I'm really talking about is the, the mindset. You know, we kind of discussed that already quite a bit. Um, you know, the communication skills and technology, that, that those are like the three kind of big 
tools that you're using when you're networking. So let, let's go to communication skills. I just want to talk a little bit more about communication skills. So what you need to have at networking events, because people are, you know, they're not going to listen to you for hours. Like uh, someone's asking for the book. I'm just going to do that. Like uh, never eat alone. I think that's the name of the book. So, so what you want to be doing is you want to be practicing your elevator pitch because people, they don't want to listen to you for hours. And what is an elevator pitch? Like it is actually, you know, it's like a, let's say a 10 to two minute pitch um, that is like explains the high value. It's like a high value explanation of who you are and what you do and what you're offering. Okay. That is basically an elevator pitch. Um, there is, so you may be surprised that I said between 10 seconds and two minutes, but because m most people like 10 seconds, you can't do an elevator pitch in 10 seconds. Well, if you want to meet a very successful person and they're being mobbed and at a certain point, like early in a conversation, you want to do your elevator pitch or literally you're in an elevator and you have 10 seconds, you know, like one floor, 10 seconds, you will need to have a 10 second elevator pitch. Like that's like one sentence pretty much. Um, it's pretty much just an introduction sentence. That's all it's going to be. So, and of course, if you can do the two minute elevator pitch, that's much better. Like it's better to, you know, as I said, time is value. So if you can do longer, that's even better. Longer than two minutes, uh, let's say longer than five minutes. Can it's, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, you mean, I mean, that's no longer like an elevator pitch. That's something else. It's more like a real pitch already. So in terms of your elevator pitch, um, so you need to practice it. Okay. You need to make it very brief and intriguing. You have, you have for your first impression, at least in, in any interaction, you have seven to 10 seconds to create a first impression and someone who's a bit in business, who's a good networker has this shit down, you know, like if you don't have this down, people will know instantly that you're not legit, that you're not, you know, you're not, they're just not going to trust you. They're like, Oh, it's just, not this guy's not a professional they're gonna know that instantly if you don't have this skill down so the three types of elevator pitch um they have a they serve a different purpose the first one is a 10 second pitch it's it's just like a strong introduction to get attention really that's all that's gonna happen really if, if it's someone if you meet someone really successful and you have only 10 seconds uh you need to really just hook them that's really what the elevator pitch will be doing uh just focus on the introduction and just like grabbing the attention because you only have 10 seconds. That's all you're going to be able to accomplish. The second type of elevator pitch is the 30 second one. And uh, that is to kind of develop and expand a little bit more and to create a little bit of intrigue about who you are and what you do. Uh, it's, it's, you know, you have 30 seconds, three times longer than 10 seconds. So you can, you know, you can say something intriguing and a little bit more detailed than, I'm the number one marketer for lawyers in Vancouver or something like that. You know, that's a 10 second pitch. Um, not a very good one, by the way, but uh, a 30 second pitch, you can already kind of say a few sentences. It can be a lot more interesting. Then the third type is the two minute pitch. Okay. The two minute minute pitch is it's a lot more detailed. You could actually really hook someone and actually really get someone's interest uh, on a much deeper level. So you need to expand on the value proposition and develop a little bit of a dialogue. So they actually have time to reply to you because 30 seconds, what are they going to fucking say? You know, there's almost no time, but in a two minute pitch, um, they can actually reply and you can react to them and stuff like that. So those are kind of the three types of pitches. So, um, so in terms of your pitch, so, I would focus on what like your main skill. You don't have a lot of time in your pitch to discuss everything that you do because I, I know a lot of you guys watching this, you have like all these skills, all these things that you want to uh, give value to people. But just focus on the one thing, the one thing that you want to focus on that you know that you know people at this event are interested in. For example, me as a marketer, I would, you know, not anymore because now, right now I'm doing a different type of business. But before when I was a consultant, I would say something like, so I'm a growth hacker and what I do is I help, I change little things in people's business to give them massive 
results. So change a tiny little thing in their funnel to give them a huge return on investment. And that's all that I do. I just go into businesses, make a few tiny little changes, like a 20% change, and it gives 80% increase in revenue. And I just do this over and over. That's basically, I guess that would be my kind of 30 second pitch right there, okay? Um, now, if I turn this into a two minute pitch, I would wait a little bit just to gauge like like who they are, like just to get like an initial response and build a little bit more of a relationship, okay? So um, I would expand upon it as well. Like, uh, for example, I would mention like, oh, for example, I work with a so-and-so type of company and we implement this last year. And you may want to name like a big company that you worked with that everyone would recognize. That's awesome. So let's see. Um, so, I mean, that does, it's, it's really not that hard. Elevator pitches. You can read a book about this. It's the, uh, it's Pitch Anything by Oren Kloff. Oren, it's, it's more detailed than just about pitching, but uh, you, you guys should read that. Oren Kloff, Pitch Anything. Just read that book. Awesome book. So, um, let's see. What else should we talk about? Mm. So let, let's talk about your tone of voice. That's another topic in kind of the communication skills. It's very, very important. Like when I talk to people, I try to have a tone of voice that, that's just like very authoritative, very compelling, very penetrating tone of voice, you know, and like I don't even know if that's the right words to describe it, but it's it's really to grab people's attention. I speak to one person as if I was speaking to a crowd. Um, but you know, like only in, in the sense of tone of voice, of course, not in the sense of how I talk to people. And it, it really like people really respond quite well to that. Uh, if you can calibrate it, you know, you don't just yell at people. You need to be like very well calibrated. Uh, so depending on how you speak, you can convey many things. You can convey curiosity, honesty, kindness, boredom, disdain, negative feelings, like those last three like boredom disdain negative feelings if you convey that with your tone of voice no one's going to want to talk to you you know like I, it is important in networking to you know be somewhat liked you know you people want to business with people they like and they you know they're that show interest in them that they in return show interest to so it's, it's very important to have your tone of voice down um because you're really can like tone the tone uh it sub communicates a lot of emotion a lot of very deep down stuff that goes on in people's reptilian brain or whatever, right? So it's it's very important to understand tone of voice, okay? Like even an animal, like even an it's it's so deep down that even an animal understands tone of voice. You know, if you're angry at your dog, your dog will know that. Your dog automatically responds to that. So you need to really understand tone of voice because you with your tone of voice you penetrate like the superficial logical layer of someone and you go straight to the like the animal of the person you could say i know this is all very theoretical but just get your tone of voice handled guys speak about an authoritative tone uh and know what you're talking about it's it's somewhat similar maybe to what i'm using right now at, at like an event here with like uh you know with all these people listening it's somewhat similar to that you can uh, replicate this it's it's very very effective uh but improve upon it i'm definitely not some master of tone of voice or anything like that so the next thing in terms of uh, communication is your body language. Now, depend, um, the people, they really form judgment on, on this stuff, okay? So the, may, the way you move and carry yourself, especially women, they're just so fucking awesome at detecting this. It's kind of scary sometimes. Uh, the way you move and carry yourself, you know, it's, it's super, super important. Again, it penetrates the superficial logical layer and goes straight to the, you know, like the Subcommunication, very important. Um, so what you want to be doing is you want to be standing still, not moving around. And again, I do this wrong myself sometimes as well. So don't judge yourself too much if you do this wrong. Just stand tall, uh, shoulders back, chest raised, and uh, you know just a little bit, not not like too much, just somewhat, and exude a strong presence using your whole body okay just just not like like ridiculous you know you're not like a like a actor or something you know you're not you're not like a 
an actor in a movie portraying Caesar. You're just, just like, just you know, you're just like there, and you're you're grounded. You're standing there with shoulders back, and you're sure of yourself. You sh you're sure that you're supposed to be there. Okay, that's a very important thing to convey. And find out what you know. Film yourself, like with your webcam or whatever. Film yourself speaking in front of a mirror or something like that, or have someone else film you talking to someone else, and um, find out what unattractive gestures and mannerisms you have and correct them. It's very important that you do that. I, I definitely, like, I watch all my videos. I edit most of my videos. So it's very important that you get the shit handled. You, like, you really learn quite a lot from that. Um, and, and, you know, like, if you look at the video, it's like a different person. You're like, whoa, that's what I look like? That's terrible. Or that's very good. So it's very useful to record yourself. Okay, just do this. Uh, also ask other people around it, uh, about it, I mean. Just make sure, you know, it's people who tell you the truth. Uh, like a friend who's, you know, just like a friend who's always honest and on point and who has this skill handled, someone who knows what he's talking about. And show, like, show them what you are like in a social environment give get him to give you feedback and uh, on the flip side it's not just you like projecting and like being confident also emulate um, like also you need to have empathy right you, you can't just be like the person who's always just like projecting projecting also have a little bit of empathy don't like scare people you know like have a little bit of empathy for their situation maybe they're less sure of themselves etc so on the flip side also work on emulating the attractive gestures and mannerisms of people you feel as engaging and charismatic for example do you meet someone at an event and just take a note of how they behave like how does a super high value person behave uh like who's very charismatic and engaging, you know, and you can emulate that. It's very easy to emulate someone's behavior like that. Um, people are very good at that, so you could totally, totally do that as well. Uh, that's how I learned most of my s skills in terms of networking, at least, uh, and like behavior and like how to hold myself. So, let's see. Um, let's talk about technology a little bit. <coughs> Sorry. So with technology, there's so much stuff you can do with technology, guys. It's just kind of ridiculous right now. Um, live events are great. Technology is also amazing because, you know, like even, even right now, this is kind of a live event, you know, like if someone wants to go crazy, you could pretty much start uh, networking even in this chat here that you guys are in. <laughs> so what I'm saying is it's it's really becoming super easy to network with a lot of people. It's not just you know, like at live events, there's also social media sites like LinkedIn, Facebook, etc. It's all one big opportunity. Um, you can increase, massively increase the people you reach, but also you can, you know, isolate yourself and have like very generic interactions with people that are not very in-depth. So be very careful. And, you know, you, you can also waste your time talking to people who are like just have the wrong intentions and stuff like that. So... But the, but the most important thing for me right now with technology is to have an organized database, okay? So all those contacts, all those people that you're meeting, okay? So you need to have an organized database, for example, with Salesforce, that's a, a tool that you can use, or uh, very simply Evernote, that's the one I use. Um, you can scan people's information in and, you know, you can turn that into... Um, into a database pretty much. For example, you have a business card. Let's see if I have one here. Here's a business card. I'm not gonna show you, well, I don't care actually. Here, it's like a business card uh, that I got from some banker. You can take a picture of it <laughs> and uh, you can scan it into your Evernote and Evernote will keep track of all the people you meet. It's just like automatic almost. Very useful if you meet like 100 people in an event, you can automatically create a database of everyone, okay? And it's going to be very organized. Like one year from now, you may need to connect with one of them and you just look up in your database, like your online Rolodex. It's all like connected to the cloud. It's automatically saved online. You can never lose it. It's just awesome. So, and, you know, update this information. Keep it up to date. Keep your database super up to date. And then what I recommend is going to all your contacts or through all your contacts every six months and reevaluate. Reevaluate all the relationships. Um, 
and the priority, like how important everyone is, and also like you know who you need to get and stay in touch with, etc. So reconnect with people from your past who you you're like. Oh, that I met that person. Well, he wasn't that important to me back then, but now it'd be super interesting to connect with them, and. Take, take care of that, like take care of those relationships, take care of those contact details, they're very, very valuable. So this strategy, like it's a kind of a tracking and a like relationship management strategy, it's very important to have this strategy that you maintain and you need to really develop that and keep that maintained basically, okay? So after having a meaning, meaningful interaction with a person, write down pointers preferably on, on the business card or you know in your Evernote to remember them. Physical appearances, topics of conversation, uh, call to action, like what do you actually want to do with this person, uh, what to follow up with, what do you promise to send them. Scan them and add them to the database. Very, very useful. So in terms of the existing relationships, so the relationships that you already have, you know, you spent all this money going to this event, opportunity costs, you could have been doing sales calls, you could have been doing all this other stuff in your business, in your life, you could have been spending time with your family, with your dog, and instead you go to a networking event, you get all these contact details, and you don't use them, like, that would be crazy. Like, I, did, I made this mistake myself, like, many times, like, I, I don't do that anymore, but you need to nurture your existing relationship, like, maintain and nurture, maintain and nurture, it's super important. Uh, it, it, I, I can tell you right now, like, people in sales, that are really good at sales, that are, you know, friends of mine, and are my, in my mastermind, and stuff like that, they maintain relationships forever, okay? Like, until they fucking die, or the contact dies, basically. I know it sounds kind of extreme, but they maintain relationships forever. Those relationships are super high value. Put all this time into meeting them, all this time into developing relationships. A relationship, if you have a good system maintaining the relationship, um, it's, it's just going gonna to be life-changing for you. You know, that, that's how you can have a worldwide network of clients, friends, etc., etc. It's super valuable. Um, so and, and keep re-engaging those people. It's super important. So what what are some actions you can take? Like because I'm talking about this kind of theoretical, but what are some actions you could take in terms of existing relationships? You can call people from your past and give them honest compliments. You know, just call them and like, wow, it was really nice meeting you. Here's the reason why. You know, of course, written down your notes. You you don't remember, but you wrote down in your notes and ask them how they're doing. Like listen to them, follow up with them continue your conversation from last time. Very, very effective. So, um, so how do you get ready and prepare for networking in person? So, it, it it, you can't you can, like go to these events like a chore, okay? Like, you know, like your mother used to tell you you need to do the dishes or whatever, or, you know, clean the floor. This is not one of those things, okay? Like, networking events are fun. Like, I'm having a fucking blast at networking events. I'm, like, like all over the place, like, oh, it's fucking awesome meeting everyone. It's amazing. Like, you're meeting successful business owners. You're meeting, like, these awesome fucking people who are a lot more interesting than the average person in your life. Let's be honest here. Unless you're someone very special, and I'm sorry <laughs> that I'm wrong. But for most people going to networking, like, to an event, you're going to meet a lot more interesting people than the people in your life. Uh, no offense. And so really, why the hell wouldn't you enjoy that? Like, why would you even go there if you don't enjoy it? Uh, unless maybe it's your first time and you're super nervous. <laughs> then go there anyway if you don't enjoy it. But um, yeah, like I have a blast on these things. Just talking to people and introducing them to each other. It's, it's hilarious. It's really funny because they're all, they're all like shy and like scared of each other. And you're like, this is Bob. And Bob runs a marketing company. Hello, Bob. And Bob is like, oh, hello, I'm Bob. You know, you're like, here, talk to him. And they're like, wow, you're so nice, Alex. Thank you for introducing us. You're so social. I'm like, yeah, yeah, totally. So it, it's really, really amusing, actually. Um, so, and, you know, like, engage and try to meet people who you honestly want to meet, not just everyone. Uh, you know, just try to meet people you actually want to meet. Attend places you actually enjoy going. Like not not some like uh, lawyer conference conference uh, unless you're into lawyers, which is possible. Like some people are into lawyers somehow. Uh, so also step out of your comfort zone and try 
different environments because you would think that it's all the networking events are all the same but it's totally not the case networking event can be anything like right there i'm looking you know from from uh, from, from my window i can see a yacht club you know that's what do you think that is that's a networking event just waiting for you you know if they're holding an event that's a networking event party i had a friend used to go to parties and you should just approach people at parties and they're like drunk and they're like what it was like a super fancy club you had to pay a lot of money to get in and he would just sell them websites you know he just doesn't give a fuck he's like hey man what kind of business do you run sweet do you have a website oh nice nice like i i also i also i'll be honest I also had leads like that it's it's not very hard to get leads like that um like really like high-end clubs high-end parties you're gonna meet people who are successful you're not gonna meet like people who work in a no offense like mcdonald's or factory you know so let's see if there's a lot of questions going on here yeah a few a few a few yeah i'll get back to you guys uh you know let me just finish the the content here i'll get to your questions there's still a few topics to cover so um what kind of so more about preparation? What kind of research do you need to be doing before you go to these events? Well, while it's good to do some research on the people you want to meet, don't like go crazy, okay? Like, okay, well let let, let, let me explain that properly. You, you don't want to know every single detail about everyone, but you don't want to do want to know what kind of books they publish, for example, or what kind of business they run. You know, like the person you want to meet, you want to know like a little, a few small details about them. You don't want to stalk them, call them nonstop or anything like that. Just find out a few select details of what they're working on right now. Just make sure it's not outdated because that's always embarrassing. Um, that way you automatically have a conversation topic and they're like, oh, you know, like it's rare to meet someone for most people who know, like, and, and they know who you are and what you're working on. It's like, oh, nice. Um, so you immediately make a good impression like that. Um, so if you if you know, but you know if you know too much, it's also going to be you're not going to have this curious vibe of meeting a new person if you know too much, um, or you may even convert an awkward vibe if you know too much. But you need to know enough. Just enough is enough. <laughs> uh, so find a middle ground between researching and not knowing in order to convey honest curiosity. That's basically what it comes down to. So the suggestion, just do the basic research in a person's background, like books they uh, wrote or even read on Goodreads and stuff like that, and um, what they're working on, what kind of business they're in. So how do you open conversations at events? How do you open conversations? Opening questions. So when you approach someone, don't come up with any specific opener, okay? Like, Unless you really want to, unless you're like really near this, I guess you could. But generally, don't come up with a specific uh, opener. There are some proofed types of types, not an opener, but types of questions that will make you make it easy for you to start a conversation naturally, right? So these are direct questions about the person: what brought you here, or what do you do? Although they may sound very cliche, so. You know, just be careful with that. Uh, they're actually, you know, even though they sound cliche, they're still effective. Um, just make sure you're interested, actually, in asking this question when you do ask it. Because it is cliche, but only if you make it sound cliche. Let's just say it like that. So another one is the opinion question. The opinion opener in networking events. So ask them about their opinion on the event that you're attending or, like, recent events or the people on stage or, like, general kind of topics that everyone's kind of talking about at the event, okay? Um, industry news, you know, stuff like that. Like something that's relevant to both of you, not just them or just you. Definitely not what just only relevant to you. You need to ask stuff that's important to both of you. Uh, so another thing is hypothetical situations. So ask about their possible actions in highly unlikely scenarios like what would you do if you became president or you were ceo of the comp of x of like uh, apple.com you know apple corporation or won the lottery uh now this one sounds a little bit silly but it's just people will be like what you're awesome you know they're just they wouldn't believe that you're actually asking that stuff <laughs> it's very interesting so uh how do you answer because you know you're not always going to be the one opening the conversation how do you answer questions uh, the, the question that everyone is going to ask you forever and for the rest of your life is 
I can already hear it like a million people ask me this. What do you do? Okay, what do you do question? <laughs> okay, so when you are asked, what do you do? Answer with a short, intriguing, and somewhat ambiguous answer that leaves be people wondering, okay? Because they've asked this question a million times and they know your answer already, okay? So, for example, you would answer something like, I'm a life coach, I'm a business coach, I'm a business consultant. Even if though you sell a website or whatever, just say, I'm a business consultant. It's just like, a little ambiguous it's just like oh what kind what, what what does that mean you know it's just a little bit uh if you say if you say something too specific if you're like too specific people are going to be like um you know if you say i'm an account manager for bmw and i manage sales people accounts and it just be like kind of boring you know like oh, okay well you know that person i, I you you immediately have that person figured out so it, it make a little bit more uh, a little bit more vague than that, okay? So the what another question? Um, oh no, sorry. So so an, an, another another answer another answer is the I help companies reach their full potential. <laughs> that's kind of vague, isn't it? But it, it, people are like, ooh, that's that's whoa, that's a lot more interesting than most what most people tell them. I can guarantee you that. So. When you're when you're going to be asked to elaborate on that, what well, can you explain that? Then you say uh, when you're so uh, use a rhetorical. Mm, you you say it like this. So are you familiar with companies that are that have trouble reaching their business goals? They would be like yes, and you would be like, well, I provide strategies and consulting to companies with those problems, so they can tackle their limitations and their sticking points and fulfill all that they promised themselves that's what I do for companies and you know this is a little bit bragging but it isn't it's just enough bragging okay the, um, don't say I just play guitar okay I mean you could say I play guitar it would be just humorous you could actually say that but I mean if you're in a business setting, you know, you want to be taken a little bit more seriously than that. So just, you know, you could say that occasionally, but just don't overdo that, okay? So in terms of, let's switch topics completely, by the way. So in terms of uh, follow-ups. I mean, it's not, this is just continu continuation of the conversation. It's not a completely different topic. So once you start, so the conversation, at this point, the conversation is already going. So what you want to be doing is increasing their investment and engagement, okay? You need to be increasing those two things, their investment and their engagement, and you need to just increase that. Uh, why? Because if you ever want to sell to them and they're not invested and they're not engaged, you know, uh, s same as like people at this event right now, if I don't uh, engage you, you know, like if I don't get you to listen, like, are, do you really care? No, of course not. It's like same as if you're talking to one person. It's exactly the same thing. You need to get them to invest and engage. Just increase that because if you ever want to do anything with them, like if you ever want to continue the relationship, and they're not invested and engaged, they don't even remember you. There's just zero percent chance of that. Um, and another thing you can do to like after introducing yourself is to elaborate on topics that both of you find interesting. So work, background, family, travel. Travel is a big one because it relates to almost everyone. Um, so another one is politics. Um, I know that a lot of people recommend talk about politics. Don't talk about politics. Just don't. Just don't. Don't even try. Don't talk about politics. Don't talk about religion. Just forget it exists. Too risky. Just not worth it. Talk about business, personal stuff, not politics. Totally not worth it because people come from such a wide background. Uh, wide. <laughs> That's the word I use, by the way. So it's it's really uh, there's really a lot of stuff going on there. So you don't want to be you know talking about politics and stuff like that. Um, so what kind of like let's talk about probing like the questions you may be you you may want to ask. Um, so use questions and statements to screen for what the person thinks about a particular. Topic, his values, views, etc. Okay, you need to like, and, and when I do this, by the way, I do this with a purpose. I do this with a purpose of like getting sales. I don't just want to actually like find out every detail of the person's life. I want to find out the details that I need to further the relationship. Okay, 
if needed, because not every relationship needs to be furthered, okay? So when they say something you want to know more about, ask them to elaborate on it. Like, people don't ask enough why questions, okay? But why is that? Why do you feel that way? Just keep pressing them a little bit on that so they really dig down deeper past the superficial responses, okay? So if they want to express an opinion, uh, fact, or idea you wish them to expand on, you could also ask a how so question. Like, they're like, well, I really like dogs. You're like, how so? <laughs> you know, maybe that's not a good example, but something like that. <coughs> well, let, let's, let's use a... A politics example, I guess. Uh, so, I think the government should cut down taxes for the rich. Interesting. How so do you think the government should cut down on taxes for the rich? You know, like, get them to explain that. They're like, oh, you know, it's going to be hard for them, but it's worth it because they get to invest. You know, they invest in the conversation because they need to answer a difficult question. Uh, and you need to acknowledge with an understanding statement or paraphrase that means repeating more or less what they said uh, in a non-obvious way so most people should improve their knowledge in finance and you would reply with I see so you're saying almost all people are undereducated in finance okay so if you do that, you're showing that you're actually listening to the person. You know, that shows you're a good listener. That actually, you know, makes you listen better as well. So it's, it's don't do this as a like a trick. You actually need to, you know, <laughs> actually listen to them. Uh, so the next thing. So th this is like keeping the conversation, starting conversation. But how do you end a conversation? Because not all conversations are worth keeping forever. You know, not, 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 no conversation is worth keeping forever. So at a certain point, you want to get out of the conversation before they get out of the conversation because you want to like maintain that kind of um, leverage, let's say, of power. So you need to know when to end it, especially when it's so, uh, you know, basically it's when it's reaching a dead end or you've been talking for too long or something like that. So then you polite, there's polite ways to end conversations. For example, the bathroom excuse, you know, the, the girls use it a lot. It's like, oh, I need to go to the bathroom. They're like, oh, and you go to the next person to talk to or uh, just bouncing politely to another place like I have to attend this other lecture but I'm interesting in following up um, you know following up with this later on like let's continue this conversation later on or wanting to other wanting to meet other people you know I, I find this you know it's very interesting talking to you I'm just getting going to speak to some other people Definitely want to continue this contact, though. You know, like, be polite about it. Like, if you say you want to talk to someone else, just, you know, tell them, I, I really do want to speak to you later on, like, if that's the case. You know, you want to just say, I want to talk to other people, because that's just impolite in general. But you need to, like, give a reason why and, and like, make it okay. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, you can totally use that, by the way, in, in business as well, not just not just if you're a girl in a club. So, uh, the the... I, I guess in, in closing, because we're almost at, a, at an end here, um, last few minutes before we go into Q&A. So in closing, the, the point of networking is not to be liked by everyone. Like you're not, you're not supposed to be liked by absolutely everyone, but you want to be a likable person because people want to do business with likable people, not with assholes, you know, not with people who are like, ugh, like just icky to deal with. Uh, the point is to create meaningful relationships that increase your opportunities Productivity and results, okay? Not not take value, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Your opportunities, productivity, and results. If those things are not met, you know, just don't participate in that conversation or that event or whatever, or change the way you're participating. So you need to be authentic in how you interact with, you know, and follow what you truly want to do. Not not like try to fake it too much. Although in the beginning, I admit, you know, there's going to be a lot of faking if you're just starting out. Um, and never, never underestimate. I'm just kind of listing the, the the closing takeaways for you guys. Never underestimate the value and possibilities of people you already know. Uh, you know, the, you don't know who they're going to be, who they're going to become, how valuable they are. Like they, like a random person working for a random company may know the CEO of Uber. You know, I, I'm going to Uber next year to visit your headquarters because I know one of the guys there who just like works for Uber. Um, because you know, I was just nice to him and polite and gave him my time. So 
always follow up very big one always fucking follow up unless you really don't want to that's a different story but with people you want to always follow up no matter what create a system for that where you automatically do this every few months or every month uh create strong and uh f well first and long lasting impressions and connections understand your your personality type mood etc like understand what kind of emotions you're conveying with your tone of voice and stuff like that um and you know give value without expecting anything in return because you are going to get value but just don't expect it like don't be like well when is my value going to come you know don't that's just not going to work just give value at all times all right this was our show for today please subscribe rate and review this podcast if you like it i'll see you next time if you'd like to find out more about me, visit vitkin.net. That's V-I-T-K-I-N.net. Thank you for listening to the show and see you next time.